And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Okay. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Steamy Potential, where we discuss great ideas for great television shows. We discuss them. We work out whether or not those television shows are good and, and who is going to be in them and how they work and what seasons would look like. What's their engine? Can we take an idea and push it as far as we can? It's Steamy Potential and you're with your hosts. I'm Nick Conway. And I'm Daniel Manane. Thanks for joining us, everyone, mm. on this most steamy evening night. If you're listening in the car on the drive home, mm. I hope you're looking after your heart, looking after your soul tonight. That's because right. we're going to take you all the way through the night, you truckers out there. Truckers on the bridges of Ottawa. Keep Are we allowed to say current events? Probably not. What? Uh, okay, Keep current. I mean, it has no relevance to me, so oh. <laughs> say as many Good. Ottawa Bridge things as you like. I think I got it all out of my system. Okay. So right. Is that is that something that I should know about? Is this something I need to trim? Uh, Did someone die on the bridge of Ottawa, Dan? <laughs> Did some incest happen on the bridge of Ottawa, Dan? <laughs> Dan? <laughs> it's the it's my new pitch for the bridge. Uh, a brother and a sister on each side of the Canadian American line doing incest, but it happens right on the border. <laughs> Are they in trouble? <laughs> Wait, which country is good with incest? Is it Canada? Uh, I'm actually so glad you asked because I was looking this up recently. So let me feed you a couple little fun facts, please. Almost every country in the world. Um, incest is illegal. I only looked this up because I was I happened upon the Wikipedia page of where um, Kate and Leopold, the Meg Ryan Hugh Jackman joint, um, and there is a theory that um, technically Meg Ryan's character and Liev Schreiber's character um, are incestuous because technically she's his great great grandmother or something. I mean, spoilers, but. It's been out enough. It's been out a while. <laughs> anyway, so I looked up. Like, but anyway, they, they removed those scenes from the movie, like the day before it went to the cinema, because in like to show on screen a great 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 grandmother, even in the context of time travel, even like uh, Back to the Future shit, they thought there would be it would be bad publicity. Really? So they removed it. Yeah, because it's even. Because it's illegal. Technically, a great, 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 like any amount of greats, like really great grandmothers, can't have sex with their equally great grandsons. Oh, so they they had so Liev Schreiber and uh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. They had. Yeah. They have sex in the film. They have a four year sexual relationship prior to the like as the premise of the film that you don't see. I mean, they've broken up already. Okay. But they didn't they didn't scrub that out of the film, right? So, like people could put two and two together. They just erased the yeah. The they visuals. made it so that <laughs> <laughs> they erased all the pictures in the background of them having anal sex. No, they rela- what oh, did they anal, erase? They that's erased fine. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into that in a second. But they re- they erase the. There were a few clear shots of of um, 
Hugh Jackman's character from the past marrying and you know having kids with Meg Ryan. The and and they look a lot like Liv Schreiber, and and Liv Schreiber has has says that Hugh Jackman is his great 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 grandfather or whatever. So that in in that situation it would be like really really clear. Oh, Hugh Jackman had some kids with Meg Ryan, and we know that Liv Schreiber is his great 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 grandson, and he and Meg Ryan dated and had sex for four years. It's pretty like easy to put the dots together there. Great. This way they remove like all the the photo graphic evidence of Hugh Jack so it's left up to the imagination do does Hugh Jackman have kids with Meg Ryan or does he have kids with someone else or it's it's ambiguous right okay so maybe they maybe this whole film was kind of pointless after two weeks because they just broke up <laughs> yes, <laughs> she got exactly. back to whatever 1802 wherever he's from and she was like nah yeah. take me back nah, to 2004 me. take me back <laughs> I cannot take you back <laughs> we don't have that technology Jesus anymore Christ. Uh, can we just put on a heater doesn't exist. Get me <laughs> the exist. fuck out of here. Yeah. Okay. Can I just take the pill? No, that doesn't exist. You're <laughs> pregnant every time. Every single time. You're super pregnant. Oh, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> right, I'm okay, going to have I a shower. Up. No. <laughs> no. No. Get me out of this no, place. Not, not because of the time, but just because I don't want you to. Our <laughs> <laughs> no, shower's not for you. Ryan. Hugh Jackman, could you uh, could you stop saying that, please, on film, <laughs> on the set? You stop denying Meg Ryan her rights. We don't live in that time period. <laughs> Some method. Some method. No. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Uh, but the point is that in almost uh, the US is one of the many. Well, almost every state in the US is one of the many places that incest is completely illegal. But Germany, for example, um, brothers can get married. So, huh. speak on that. In Germany, brothers can get married. So, in Germany, I think a few countries, <laughs> like, sexual incest is allowed. What about sisters? <laughs> I don't know why I did such a deep dive at this, but, yeah, so so then it goes to the point then of, like, almost every country you can't marry, a, a, you know, a parent or a sibling or anything like that. Okay, fine, good. But in Germany, you can. Men can marry men, related men. And I think s- sisters can marry sisters. Now... Is this okay? Am I am I smelling some like weird like German royalty loophole <laughs> to like keep things yeah. in the family? Or is this is this what's happening? Is this is this the cause of why <laughs> my brothers can marry brothers and sisters can marry sisters? Like there were like I guess like the one of the biggest negatives for incest is that the you know you, the children are like we all know what happened to the Hapsteins. Uh, the mm. famous Spanish royal family, the, the happy who just kept marrying inside of each other, uh, and uh, the, the chins, the chins on this family just <laughs> expanded like Pinocchio's nose, and uh, they all—that's true. Yeah, Every time they lied, their chin got bigger. The chin got a little bit cool. bigger. Whenever they lied about being brother and sisters and then having kids <laughs> together. Their the children's little, chin got bigger. Chin's got a little bigger. It's a curse. It's <laughs> a curse. <laughs> oh, the family. <laughs> the family's curse. Ah, the famous Hapsteen curse. <laughs> curse. Oh, don't forget the curse. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the Hapstein line ended when the last Hapstein born was just... Now, we keep saying it's Hapstein, but I think it might not be Hapstein. Oh, is it I not Hapstein? it might be Habsburg. Habs- it is Habsburg, yeah. sorry. Habsburg. <laughs> Habsburg chin. 
Mm. You know, if, if you're home, give a Google a Habsburg chin or even just say, just type mm. in Habsburg and, and you'll, you would, I reckon you would have It'll seen the image before you went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a big chin. Um, so yeah, is this, is this a, like a marrying inside Maybe the family vibe? I don't know. <laughs> what happens when I type in like every, Everyone knows that when two brothers have a biological child, their, their kid's chin is really big. <laughs> it's got an actual big chin. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I typed in, can Wyken brothers in Germany get married? Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently it has been, apparently it's been reversed. Okay. Well, maybe it's just, well, now I don't even know. what <laughs> Guys, what does incest even mean anymore? Maybe it's not marriage anymore. Maybe it's just a... Uh, I think consenting sexual relationship. Unless you're saying that this huge automatically generated list in Wikipedia is lying to me. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, okay, no, but yeah. And I I, I don't try because I Googled it, right? And it to be honest with you, mm-hmm. typing in typing in the phrase can brothers why can brothers in Germany get married? <laughs> Probably isn't gonna yield the uh Nick <laughs> let's be honest, all you had to do was type can and it auto-completed to <laughs> brothers in Germany get, get married. married. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, and, and what is it, like, the first articles are for, like, forums from, like, Digital Spy and something called oh. Chastern Cell. I don't know what that's about, but I refuse to click on it. So, yeah, good. I would trust Wikipedia <laughs> over these reputable... Uh, <laughs> Business sites. These, these. It's, it's funny. <laughs> you Google things, and you don't often get the fucking chum box as your top search. Um, yeah, apparently so legal in France. Well, yeah, well. yeah. They're so ahead of the time, aren't they? They are. They um, really are. Yeah. What What have you been watching these days? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've been watching anything to do with that, <laughs> apart from no. Kate Leopold. I've been watching Kate, Kate Leopold, Le- which is technically well, incest porn. <clears throat> yeah. And the thing is, like, I I've seen Kate Leopold um, like a lot of times, but not a hundred percent of the way full, uh, uh, the way through. No. I've, I've always gone to like the kind of the climax of the film. Um, which is mm. where, you know, Kate is running towards Leopold or the other way around. It's hard to remember. Um, and they, they don't, and they're just about to meet up at the clock tower or some shit like that. Uh, and then I stopped watching it because uh, I used, my, my, uh, my partner lived in a country town and whenever I would visit mm-hmm. her, I'd have to catch the bus and the bus is about two hours right <laughs> okay, there good. and yeah. they'd start the movie maybe like half an hour into the journey and we'd, go, we'd always get to the station and they'd often have <laughs> that one on just just like you yeah. get to because you know they'd go on to the next town and obviously that's probably about when it would finish um yeah 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 and i'd always be really slow getting my bag because <laughs> you know it's still playing yeah, while they're waiting we would get off the bus so i'm like just want to see yeah. what happens uh, and you don't want to be that guy that gets on the bus and is like, um, could we start the movie immediately, please? <laughs> I'm very particular. <laughs> well, because, yeah, uh, I can't sit down till Kate and Leopold, the VHS, is press play. Uh, yeah. Uh, what have I been watching? I have been, I've been watching um, 
uh, a lot of Seth MacFarlane stuff, and and that's going to become evident in my pitch. Uh, I've been watching Ted. I watch Ted, and I watch Ted too. Um, mm. Not a TV show. We're talking about a lot of movies at the start of this day's episode. And um, yeah, Ted. Ted <laughs> a lot too. of movies, a lot of incest for a TV show about neither of those things. Yeah, explicitly, although they come up in passing. Yeah, of course. Naturally, they 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 do. You're only a few clicks away from incest. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, and uh, I watched Ted, and then I watched Ted Two. Uh, pretty much very similar storylines of Ted One Two. You know, really, of course. really outrageous and like pretty pretty dangerous comedy, but like good fun if you're in the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do the thing where like the whole first film, like the the draw line is like, you know, Mark Wahlberg trying to, and his girlfriend having issues because of Ted and the, yep. they resolve it. And then you get to the second film and they're like, yeah, yeah, I divorced her and then carry on. So I guess they can reset, <laughs> reset him for to find a okay. new girl. But just yep. also then you're like, yeah, okay. So that first film was pointless, but then you're not there for the, the nuanced and, uh, <laughs> Brilliant storyline. You're there to hear this teddy bear say a bunch of generally homophobic yeah. and slightly racist stuff. That's that's true, but it is a good point that like because Austin Powers also does this, right? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That means I'm single again. The classic line, um, which works and is very funny because it's kind of irrelevant. Like it doesn't matter that he's not fighting for uh, her, Liz Hurley. Is her name Liz in the movie as well? It is Liz, yeah. I think is Elizabeth. Lazy hmm. um, writing. Odd. Never, <laughs> never thought of it. But she, yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not about that, right? It's about saving the world or whatever the hell. No, her <laughs> name is Vanessa. Really... Her name is Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Of course, yeah, yeah Vanessa. 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 Yeah, no, great. that means I'm um, single again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it's not a bait and switch it's like okay well they just start again with with someone else that's you, you haven't lost anything like all the elements of the first movie are still like he still had to save the world no matter if she's killed immediately in the second movie yeah whereas you're right that in this case okay it's it's for comedy right the it's a comedy movie it's 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 kind of got that you me and debris energy of like actually try you want them to be together right like they're a cool couple and then to just delete that is pretty <laughs> immediately <laughs> it's pretty mean yeah because the other issue because that's is... your engine for the movie right if it was something else if it was like if it wasn't about them trying to stay together you could do it kind of and get away with scot free but yeah because now and look i don't know how much rewatchability ted has you know <laughs> maybe, clearly some maybe he's got heaps but like yeah i just feel like you'd be watching ted and you'd be like this is pointless I mean, it's all pointless, but like, this is pointless. I don't, I don't believe this movie. <laughs> this is because outrageous. I know that they get divorced. <laughs> they get divorced. This is all stupid because this they get divorced. Then we get to the second film, and it's about Ted proving that he's a person. Now we're okay. now we're tucking at some heartstrings. Good. Now we're, now we're in the real deal. Uh, and yeah, look, it's it is basically Family Guy as a film version. Like they do, yeah. they do, and like you know, obviously the formula works for Family Guy, and it works for it works for this film as well. Like like the cutaways, like they they nail the cutaways for live action, and yeah, like stupid but just super enjoyable. Like sometimes yeah. you just want nothing. 
And like, you want to see Mark Wahlberg accidentally pull down a shelf of um, sperm donations and <laughs> get covered in that sperm and mm. be yelling like, no, no. Like, that's just like, great, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Mark that Wahlberg got talked into that and like, he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, that sounds great. You know, it's. I'm sure he didn't do much talking into. <laughs> I'm sure it was in his rider that he had to have it. Yeah, great. Um, Look, shall we kick into our first pitch? Kick away. Uh, Who would like to kick away? Open up this uh, wormhole. Um, I'm not sure. And thank you for appealing to my my cosmological bent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't remember who went first last time. Um, So let's flip a coin, shall we? Yeah, great, 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 great. Let's flip a coin. All right, I've got right here one quarter. Dollar. What do you want? Heads or opposite of heads? Uh, I will go heads. It is heads. Great. So you've got this gentleman's head. I would like to say that uh, I haven't proofread this, so um, okay, it may so it's be like a mess. Job application. Yeah, then. yeah. So yeah. It's like if you were applying for a job. Yeah. This pitch is called taste. Cherry sits at the bar with a rum and soda, garnished with a cherry. Yeah, I dated Stramblo Bagdabalo for three months. You know, he's just like one of those guys. We cut to Candace, who is getting her hair done. Her hair done. Yeah, he just didn't seem to like anything, you know? Nothing. I showed him everything. We cut to Elaine, who is holding a stop sign lollipop uh, at a children's crossing. Yeah, he liked none of the classics. Like, none of the classics. We cut to Brandy. She's at the video store. Big Bang Theory, Shit's Creek, Family Guy. He hated them all. All the good stuff. Stramblo Bagdobolo is a cynic. He likes nothing. His standards are too high. Yeah, I, no good names. He has a heightened sense of standards based on his own sense of self-worth. He's a bit of a dick. Stamblo has sat out of hundreds of conversations, unable to contribute because they often would be reminiscing on episodes of something, quoting lines from shows that he hasn't and refuses to see. He hasn't been able to form proper relationships due to his cultural incompetencies and inability to relate to people. He's developed a few good friends who are just as picky and highbrow as him. But when he meets the girl of his dreams... And she's losing interest due to their lack of aligned TV interests. He decides to sit down and watch Family Guy, American Dad, Ted, and Ted 2. Basically, anything that Seth MacFarlane has made or voices. He gets drunk. There's a storm outside. He is determined to watch them all. He gets five DVD players and five plasmas. He's watching them all at once, but a bolt of electricity hits his condo apartment. And in what can only be described as a what women want moment, he is electrified. Mm. When Strambler comes to, he finds that he is unable to say anything that isn't a quote from a Seth MacFarlane show or movie. <laughs> All his words are quotes. He quotes Quagmire. He quotes Peter Griffin, Ted, and that alien from American Dad. I didn't research the show as well. No. <laughs> that alien one. Roger, I believe. He okay. uses the word homo heaps. And he finds that he has a quote for every situation. Strambler begins embarrassed, unwanting to talk to his highbrow group of friends. But soon he becomes that he is becoming more relatable and funny. But is it for him? It's taste. 
<laughs> layers upon layers, this one. And so I'd like to point yeah, out as well that uh, obviously, like, I mean, like, Family Guy, a lot of it is literally verbatim quotes of other things <laughs> as well. Yeah. So he's got a lot of quotes to pull from, but yes. Uh, That's true. You could quote almost any movie via <laughs> the medium of Family Guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so in that way he kind of, but it's still ultimately quotes. Wait, so say that again. Can he only, he everything can, he says can only be quotes from Family Guy? Can only be quotes from any Seth, Seth MacFarlane, MacFarlane any Seth MacFarlane thing. Everything he says is a quote. He speaks only in quotes um, hmm. from Seth MacFarlane films. It's all he can say or TV shows. Uh, and that is, that's, that's his world now. And, you know, like he's hanging out with his friends who are all, you know, highbrow aristocrats. Yeah. And <laughs> aristocrats. They should actually be aristocrats. <laughs> They're all aristocrats. He should be like, um, like Prince William's cousin or something <laughs> and he should like oh no nothing like that so he's never watched such a thing like that and he's just like giggity giggity <laughs> giggity giggity my goodness <laughs> uh you know uh so yeah that is um yeah and and do you imagine to get the kind of powerhouse production company of seth MacFarlane on board for it or is this just going to be a really expensive show to to license well this is a question that i wonder mm-hmm. because yeah. like I, is it fair use uh, yeah <laughs> it's fair use like, parody like, is it parody because like like i said like like seth mcfarlane obviously like like sometimes sometimes he takes a quote and twists it but other times i've seen family like, episodes where he like oh, reenacts like correct. a scene verbatim and then like like i watched him he did like a whole big speech from planes trains and automobiles and then after he did the yeah, whole yeah. speech peter griffin kind of looked at the camera and was like hey, quotes <laughs> it's just like <laughs> oh, okay so like yeah you know like i mean i think it's a i think seth MacFarlane should just be a just a bloody good bloke about it and just <laughs> i just, see <laughs> just so it's kind of like you Take your medicine. <laughs> this is what you do. Yeah, it's what you do. Now we're gonna make a turn. whole fucking TV show about it. What you do? What you do? <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> you you took the Simpsons and then mixed it with a bunch of other stuff. Well, we're taking your stuff and mixing it with a bunch of our stuff. So yeah, um, and our stuff is nothing. Our stuff, is, yeah, it's still yeah, it's, just more of your stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch. Of maybe your a bit stuff. of like. Prince Harry stuff in there. Yeah, a bit of that other Which he's show. already done. Oh, no, that other show is actually... Is that not Seth MacFarlane? Family Guy-ish. Yeah. No, but it's... I think it's someone from... Yeah, we've already discussed this show, but um, it's got elements of Family Guy. Maybe it's similar uh, animators and so on. So, very good. I really like... I like a TV show about a kind of cursed person i ha- i don't think it has a lot of legs but i really like the first <laughs> season of it yeah yeah it might not have more than an episode's worth of good times but <laughs> yeah i mean yeah basically it's like he's always shat on people that like like kind of crass humor um yeah. you know and then all of a sudden he has this what women want moment and yeah, now he's like out there, and someone says something, and he's like, "We'll find your penis, find your penis for a dollar." And, Very good, you know. 
There you go. Poor and, and just to be clear, instead of being able to read women's minds, he's able to say things, <laughs> but only things that are quotes. Yes. And so he's to like navigate his world, you know? Yeah. Uh, his relationships, his friends, and etc. Only by via quotes from Family Guy. Now, maybe, and maybe, and this is the, this is the place to do it. Maybe we need to like slightly restructure the the parameters of his curse to um, to let storyline flourish. Or maybe maybe it is possible. Maybe just maybe not. like I mean, it is possible to just to talk through quotes. I'm sure there is a quote for everything. It does sound like a lot of work for for the writers to like. Well, we'd outsource all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we'd send no, that. To, there's no doubt about that to Eastern Europe or something. Um, just build a big database that we can just harvest. Um, if it doesn't already exist, it almost certainly already exists. This is done for us. This is basically written for us. Yeah. Um, I. Maybe the only restructuring that needs to be done is because I'm thinking of what women want. I'm also thinking of like Alex Mack hasn't uh, is also a TV show if you remember. Yes, big that fan has of this Alex element Mack. of like you know kind of s- struck by or well, not lightning, but it was some poison or something. It's a goo, yeah, some sort of goo. Nineties goo. Everything was goo back then. <laughs> yeah, more you could you were buy allowed to goo. show goo on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the days. You wouldn't get away with that now. No, no, but, no. Um, now it's slime. No. Yeah, everything's slime. Uh, like, that kind of worked, or at least the first couple episodes, I feel like the structure was the blessing is a curse, right? That's the kind of trope we're dealing with here where, and you kind of, you've already built that, I guess, by he his flaw or his shortcoming is that he doesn't know any quotes, but he wants to impress the love of his life. And they're on the verge of, it not working out, right? Because he doesn't know any quotes. So that's a pretty big issue that he needs to overcome. Suddenly, he only knows quotes. So it should be like the first chunk, I don't know, of this of the episode or the season. Episode, probably. Is... <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get away with that. <laughs> few episodes, but first, first chunk of the episode first, should be like... eight minutes, yeah. First eight minutes of the sh- shortest 12-minute episode you've ever seen should... <laughs> <laughs> should be uh it's great you know it's working out really really well right like he he's impressing her and she's it like reignites their sexual relationship because of all these good family guy quotes that he could do and he's also like kind of impressing his aunt the queen and it's all working out and then of course the blessing has to become a curse and he has to whatever it is he has to go for like he has to he has to take some time to realize that his life is fucked, right? Like he has to go for a driving test or a, he has to sit some like a job interview or something and realizes, oh, this is going to be really hard. I can't I can barely live a normal life. Yeah, because it's all it's all outrageous stuff off like it's just yeah. and a lot of it is like like I don't know, like I said I watched Ted and they use the word, like, they use so many, like, homophobic slurs and, like, yeah. the toys talking about. And it just is, like, it's just outrageous. It really is. Um, so, yeah, he's going to have a rough time because. Yeah. He's going to become a big so, old bigot. I guess so. But then we have to also, like, take a step back and, I guess, acknowledge that Family Guy is is ironically bigoted. Exactly. Right? That, like, Seth MacFarlane is a pretty progressive guy. Oh, 100%. Yes, yeah. And that's why, like, 
Yeah, and that's why you feel okay. You're not, yeah, you're not switching it off in anger, right? Because you're like, yeah, 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 yeah I know that he's not. He's like, he's not. Like, if he did actually hate gay people, mm-hmm. then well, would he wouldn't have a very have a f- different audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he would still have a big audience. Yeah, yeah. Honest, oh, he'd have a an enormous one. audience, but <laughs> probably a bigger audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> He's yeah. wasted. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, it, that's absolutely. So yeah, I guess he's going to be he's going to sound pretty bigoted and offensive for a while. Um, okay, can I try and inject some some new heat into this pitch? Yes, yeah, you may certainly. Yeah, turn up the flames. What you got? Okay, so I've got open in front of me tvtropes.org. Ah. and. I mentioned that just I think it should come out every now and again. It's a re- really exciting concept you got. Well, I'm a groundbreaker and a tastemaker. Mm. So the idea here is I hit random trope on tvtropes.org. If you haven't been on it, I highly recommend it. Um, hit random trope and we see if we can squeeze in a trope into the TV pitch. I haven't really thought of a name for this, but. Because this will be whatever. basically the thing that. Yeah. Like, I feel like so many, <laughs> like like Ted, right? It's like, oh, I want to do mm-hmm. a funny bunch of, like, stupid jokes that, like, a teddy bear and a man would have, and the teddy bear just does a bunch of drugs and has sex with prostitutes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's yep, like, great, good stuff. that's a good funny concept, but you've got no storyline. It's like, well, we'll just chuck in the trope <laughs> of guy trying to get girl, right? Like, Yeah, we'll just do a Yumi Dipri, but with a teddy bear. Yeah. Exactly. And now, uh, yeah, and I'm sure that trope where it's like two best friends and a girl gets is like the kind mm-hmm. of catalyst for the trouble. I'm sure that is a trope. I'm sure it has a name. Well, I'm sure it would. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we're doing here. And that is you've kind of, we've got a TV show, which is just kind of a concept, really. It's like, I mean, there's a bit of a storyline, but not much going on. He just has to speak in Seth MacFarlane quotes. <laughs> but let's, yeah. uh, we, we're going to... Yeah, spin got, the wheel. Spin the wheel. Okay, do, should we? Do we have to go with the one that comes up, or do we have any sort of veto power here? Because oh. it might be just rubbish. I tell you what, we each get. We got to agree on the veto, mm. and we okay. only get to use the power once. So if we if we choose to veto this one and, and re-roll, then we have yeah. to use the next one. Okay, I like that. So we have to both turn like the sort of nuclear sub keys at the same time. Bingo! Here it goes. <laughs> okay. So we got spies in a van. (laughs) The trope is spies in a van. A la Flowers by Irene. Yeah. Um, So here, just to quickly read the initial sentence of this trope. So here's the plan. To accomplish our mission, we're going to need a subtrope of the stakeout. Plot-wise, it will go down the same way as a traditional stakeout, but to make things more interesting, we'll be adding a vehicle. A vehicle that looks like any other normal vehicle on the street. So this, we have already kind of used this Indirectly with, um, I believe, the um, uh, license to wed Robin Williams um, spin-off te- uh, tennis oh, yeah. TV show. Yeah, there is. They use this um, stakeout spies in a van concept. It's it's always Robin Williams and that young boy, the young boy, hiding in a van watching Mandy Moore all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, they they actually use this trope in, in Ted too. I'm happy to say. Good. Why they're, <laughs> Good. they're staking out Tom Brady to try and steal his to steal his jizz. Um, okay, very good. So we're in like 
good um we're in good company. Good company. How do you how do you do you want to try and fit this way on the end or do you want to turn the keys? Uh, oh. Do you want to try and fit it in? I mean, if they've already done it in te- in the very thing you were inspired by, do we want to keep infringing on that copyright? Is is and uh, just to just to before we look at spinning and as we continue mm-hmm. infringing, is the idea that like the main characters have to do this thing, or is it just like they could be under surveillance? I think, yeah, I think they could be under surveillance, but I'm, I think it should be, we shouldn't just include it as like, oh, there's a episode where for a few minutes someone's watching them. No, it'd be like I Seth MacFarlane's like, lawyers are like, yeah, exactly. are following around to sue Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. It should be like a big arc, like yeah. a, a B story kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, actually, that's not a bad idea. Like, if we kind of get a bit of a being John Malkovich weird crossover thing happening where halfway through the seat like you think oh this is that weird show i've heard of people talking about which is kind of just seth mcfarlane quotes how do they get away with that and then halfway through the show like seth mcfarlane shows up in some scenes and he's really an asshole yeah and he's like really trying to sue them he doesn't take it on the chin at all his enormous Habsburg chin he's just always <laughs> trying to milk the Wait, the show for money? He's trying to milk us for money? Or is he Ooh, trying to milk this guy who quotes him, him for me? <laughs> How is he involved in this show? Yeah, you're right. So you've what got these doing? like van following around, following our, our lead man, Stramblo mm-hmm. Bagdobolo, around. And <laughs> Pretty rough. <laughs> it's a tough name, but yeah, it's the one I wrote down. So what are you going to do? What are you uh, do? Yeah. What are you do about? It? I wrote it down, man. <laughs> I can't change it now. Um, yeah, so maybe yeah. So Seth Seth MacFarlane and his lawyers, uh, yeah, are like following around, but you don't know that. Like, you just got someone following him around. He's like, it's freaking me out, and he's obviously trying to call his friends, and he's only speaking in quotes, being like, something's going on, and like, there's surveillance, are just getting evidence because they're going to try and sue him. And the mm-hmm. they do gather the evidence, and may, or maybe Seth MacFarlane's trying to mine him for for gold. <laughs> to quote, okay, he's trying to like get some. <laughs> They're trying to like outquote each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. And then they do like a court case. Um, mm-hmm. We get to a court case at the end because he's getting sued for speaking in quotes and. Um, they managed to trick Seth MacFarlane into like writing or voicing a character and saying a bunch of quotes, thus allowing uh, Stramblo to say <laughs> a wider vocab of things and get himself I, out of yeah, it. I like this. It's got a little bit of that Doctor Who episode where that character is talking, like repeating everything people are oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that? that's a fabulous And then eventually episode. it like reverses and overtakes them. It's, it's funny. It's kind of got this thing where... Yeah. Oh, go on. Go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> no, you. No. <laughs> you sweetie. No, uh, sweet. <laughs> it was just, um, we were, yeah, I was always saying that that would make a really good play, right? Because you got this, 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 mm. this, this episode of Doctor mm. Who where basically they're traveling to the center of this star and this kind of like train, almost like a tour bus type thing. Like they're on a rail in this pod traveling around this sun and, um, an alien kind of gets inside and it's like infecting people. And the thing that dude alien does is it kind of like copies people. And then it like gets quicker and quicker at copying people to eventually it's like saying things 
with the person and then and then it starts to overtake the people right like suddenly it's like yeah. speaking ahead i always said to make a really good play and someone did turn the episode into a play and it, it oh. was it was rubbish yeah anyway go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's you always think that a bottle episode which is what they're called everything happens in one location would make a good play but i guess there's no reason to think that a bottle episode should have should necessarily be a good play if if the content is not well suited to the stage um so this feels like that where he has to kind of he because he can only say things that seth mcfarlane have has already said right in a film or tv show right okay what if okay so if if he's filmed while he's saying it is the idea that he's he's allowed to say it yeah if he's filmed and then i guess like if they can get film of him and do like a, a release theatrical release web series release Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be authored. Like, I think it's going to be like quotes from like, yeah, it's, he's got to author it. It can't be just like random stuff Seth MacFarlane said. It's got to be like, yeah, it's got to be like purposeful. It's got to be the way that Seth MacFarlane actually writes his shows, which is he sits down <laughs> with a typewriter in a cabin for six months. <laughs> Each episode of Family Guy, Family Guy. is carefully typed out, revised, typed again. Quill mailed, yeah, mailed it, ha- like long script handwritten <laughs> to his writing team, yeah, which it, fix it. It took which him remove all of it. <laughs> it took him. Uh, it took him 120 years to write all 20 seasons of Family Guy. That's true. He, he began in. True. He began in. Uh, yeah, in on the year 1902. He did. Fuck, that's so. I my brain thought oh it should be 1800s that's wild 120 years ago was still the 1900s yeah it is wild what an age time huh time makes fools of us all uh okay is this the trope has this trope fixed it Um, has it given it beef i think it kind of has yeah i think it's kind of like widened the universe from just him trying to go about his day to kind of made it more john malkovichy and like acknowledged that seth MacFarlane is a real guy in the world who is probably going to be pissed that there's some... Well, would he be pissed? Probably he wouldn't give two shits if someone was walking around quoting him all the time. Also, because everyone is walking around quoting him all the time. <laughs> and their names are 14-year-old boys every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and he's not pissed at all. He is just totally fine about it. Yeah. He's, he's Maybe it needs to be like the Prime seasons. Minister of Canada or someone. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be like uh, someone so of note, important. like a significant person. Yeah, yeah, great. He's Matt Groening. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. He's a uh, fucking his competition. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know if we like perfectly fixed it, but I think we bought it we bought it a full season. We gave it a season and really that's better than most things. Oh yeah. We should be and this goes for all of you out there as well. You should be happy if if you get a season. Everyone should be happy with a season. Oh, I'd be stoked with a season. Mm. Cancelled? Fine. Well still a oh, season. That's <laughs> that's actually kind of honourable. That's a dis- that's an honourable discharge. Yeah, it sure is. You know, HBO chose not to renew the Conway vehicle. Well, what's it called again? Taste. Taste. Right, because he has taste. <sighs> Fucking impeccable taste. Yeah, great. His name is Jonathan Taste, <laughs> and it's called the Taste of London. Uh, his name is Strambler Bagdubolo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I almost ruined it. <laughs> Don't, 
don't stab. It gets a season on the That's, name alone. Yeah. Partly because it could be any race and anyone would be afraid of like cancelling a minority. Let's <laughs> trample it back double <laughs> What is that? <laughs> He's an everyman. He's an everyman. All right. Well, uh, let us let us take a little break. Mm. And when we come back, we'll have pitch number two. See if you can up taste. Mm. Up taste. Mm. Hey there, listener. Do you have a cool business idea and you're looking to try and get it in front of customers? Well, why not try and sponsor it on this podcast? Uh, we've got no sponsors, which isn't a good indicator of reach, but we'll literally sponsor your thing for free. So get in touch with us today, right now. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. And you too can have an ad filled with random crap. And welcome back. Let the record show that Nick made a mouth-sucking blowjobish movement while he did that. Okay, that was Just not a, a mouth-sucking movement. Okay, that would oh. have been this. <laughs> Let the record show he did a much worse thing. <laughs> um, well, uh, thanks also a word from our sponsor for those kind words that you've just told us. Yeah, so many kind very, words. Very kind words, um, which is weird because you don't never say kind words. You're just advertising, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, makes you think. Uh, does, we've heard taste. Do you want to do we've a, heard taste? And yeah, we've now heard taste. We're, we're, uh, we're up to pitch number two uh, for today. Dos, and, dos. Which is what, pitch yeah. 56 as well overall. I so, guess so, yeah. 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 Pretty exciting. Uh, Daniel Manane, what is the 56th pinch for Steamy Potential? It's called Australian Disciple Network. Um, Welcome to Australia's largest network for the devout masses. We aim to produce only capital G good messages in line with our core values, godliness, acceptance, grace, and high volume content. And our gracious leader, waking us up every morning and tucking us in every night, is our CEM, our Chief, Chief Executive Minister, Disciple Solomon. Adam Solomon has been the face of ADN, Australian Disciple Network, for years. He runs Australia's most popular religious talk show and has interviewed virtually every one of the world's holy leaders. He's the most trusted name in any devout community that you can point a stick at, but he's completely exhausted. He makes it look easy. But organizing seven hours of quality religious content every day is tough, as is keeping together the broad church of hippies and extremists that all look up to him for guidance. In the first episode, he is watching The Prestige. He considers magic to be one of the greatest forms of religion. And it gives him the idea to hire a lookalike actor to take some of the load off. Unfortunately, this actor has his own ideas about how religious television should go. So we've got here kind of like, um, so it's about a TV network and specifically like a talk show for Christians, but I think we leave it open. Maybe it doesn't have to be a particular religion. It's just always implied. Then you can take all the good bits of all the religions. Nice. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. yeah. Always fun. So much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's clearly got a bit of a, it's got Christian elements probably first and foremost. Um, and it's kind of a bit bit like Larry Sanders show or the or 30 Rock, you know, where like kind of every episode he's got to organize that night's big um, 
you know, talk show session and his final sermon of the evening and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that piece of it, I think, kind of writes itself. It's just a question of, like, how how earnest you want to be as far as, like, do you keep this something that actual religious people would be happy to watch and and have it as, like, a parody of, you know, they see stuff in there that they're like, oh, yeah, that's I can see that as a parody of the things that I really do watch, which I some of this is stolen from the Australian Christian Network. Is that what it's called? Something very obvious and blatant. Australia's biggest religious network, um, which you can watch for free right now if you just go to I think ACN dot uh, is it uh, ACC TV ACC Australian very Christian close Channel? very close to the eight triple C uh, yeah, yeah ACC TV dot watch slash now. There you go. You got your shout out, Australian Christian Channel. <laughs> Good. Uh, I promise they don't need it because they're like rolling in, in it. Um, but also, what goes around comes around, right? That's that's in the Bible. So uh, that's true. Give us one now. A got him, got him, baby. <laughs> Trickja, <laughs> Trickja, you fucking bitches. Give us a fucking ah, shout gotcha. out now. I mean, how popular ah. are they? They've got fifty six likes on Facebook. So maybe, huh. maybe that's not it. <laughs> 56 likes. That's not many, is it? No. Well, they have quite a few shows. I mean, they're basically like Christian Netflix. Well, I guess Christian Stan, if we're being more specific. Um, So, yeah, I want to do that. I want to, like, skewer this channel, but also kind of um, have a sort of rotating roster of guests that he also has to, like... um, like, cater to and please each episode. So, for example, here's, here's an idea. Here's the kind of like... Okay, and I want to get your read on this of what the sort of level is about how intense it can be. It could range from, you know, he's getting some woman on who's like cut some bread and seen the picture of... seen a, a print of Christ in her bread. And that's kind of their puff piece of the talk show episode. He's, she's going to come on. He'll have her sitting on the couch and the whole episode... You know, keep referring to her. It'll be a little bit of a joke, but it'll be fun and easy watching. And just before he goes on, um, he's making some toast. And he accidentally realizes that he's, like, toasted the piece of bread with Jesus on it. And then it ends up, like, looking like the devil or something. Great. Great, great, So, that's kind of, like, good harmless fun. Yep. And And he's got to figure out how to, like, sell it. I I just need to be, like, totally clear about this. This is all fictional. You're not actually proposing an actual talk show. I see what you're saying here. Um, It's... I'm. It's fictional, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it be, should be kind of mockumentary. Great. A little bit like Larry Sanders' Thirty Rock, where half of the show is the actual. You know, you're watching this fictional talk show or the sketches or whatever, that, or the, like the sermons and clips they show, and then the other half is him like putting out the fires backstage, um, trying to keep all of his like production company happy. Yeah. Go 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 go. Um, and then you then you get to have like big guests on. Well, not act. I mean, depending whether you can actually get them. I'd love to have an episode where he's, like, getting the Dalai Lama on and he, like, goes backstage and the Dalai Lama's, like, getting a blowjob from one of the (laughs) assistant producers or something. (laughs) And he has to figure out how to, like, have a conversation with this man on stage and, like, still 
treat him with respect and that obviously that's gonna like and he's like talking to him and he just kind of looks down at his robes and it's <laughs> yeah, like just the stain and he's <laughs> trying to just block it out but he yeah. can't stop staring at it because there's a glob <laughs> that is looking like it's gonna drip on the floor and he is yeah he is and every time he looks up the dalai lama like barrels him down in the in the but of course to the to the audience from one side he looks like the sweetest man on the other side the Dalai Lama just keeps winking at him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he notices he's seen it he just looks up gives him a big wink <laughs> no one can see it he is just the filthiest man <laughs> <laughs> you know he does a little blessing and he kind of wipes up with his thumb and he's gonna fucking give him a little <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. He's a filthy, <laughs> filthy man. So, yeah, those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum. I'm not sure where to do it because you could do a version of this that your like non-practicing Christian would be kind of happy to watch, and then you could do a version of this that no one would want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that no one would. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm. I'm obviously like extremely skewed. Like I'm very upset. I mean, I'm in one camp, and that is, yeah, yeah. I love religious parody. Uh, I'm in no way religious. I think religion is fascinating and is is there to be made fun of because yeah. it's held with such sanctity and such mm-hmm. like preciousness. And and, and uh, to me, it just there's no difference between that and Harry Potter. So. Uh, which is also a great story. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't make fun of that. No, no, I don't make fun of Harry Potter. Are you suggesting we make fun of Harry Potter? Me? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, do I don't want to. I don't want to put off our listeners. I don't want to cause a ruckus. <laughs> put off, put off <laughs> on our the, on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I post make fun of religion where our single listener exactly is totally where we are. That. Clean slate. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, my point is like I think hilarious to watch this and so no this 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 the host they're religious mm-hmm. right i think they should and yeah. i think they should be a cool did you ever watch seventh heaven uh i did watch like like i saw frustratingly episodes. yeah okay my my uh my significant other has started to rewatch it i i i don't have much time for it but it has a certain um noble coolness to it i mean it's so clean and so goodly and godly but it still deals with like some interesting topics i feel like that's the kind of energy i went in with with this pitch which is like because what one takeaway from seventh heaven is that the dad often ah, fuck i i don't know at least from the few episodes i've seen he's done it will sum up all like he'll sum up some of the um the topics that his family is dealing with in the, in the sermon that he gives, because he's he's like the minister of the church, it's got a bit of like a Kyle uh, Brofsky speech vibe, yeah. vibe to it. You know, like it's somehow out of all the terrible things of that episode, he manages to just bring it all together and kind of put a positive spin on it. Ah, absolutely. And I'd love if yeah, the like the main character of this just dealt with like the worst stuff. Okay, like take Dalai Lama and it has a little stain. And then he quickly, like, on the fly, builds this sermon about, aren't we all stained? Like, but it's only through, like, the power of belief that we can clean up, clean up 
the stain. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, he, is, he needs you know? undying enthusiasm in the face yeah. of like, and and you know, I think you know, you can, yeah, you've and you've just got so much material. Like I said, you know, religion's got a lot of material, but from you know, speaking to priests and you know, like religious high, like you know, religious authority, like the Pope, like the yeah. Dalai Lama, like, yeah. and then you've also got the other end of the spectrum, which is like. You know, even the, like, kind of religious nuts, like, the people who think they've seen Jesus in their bread or, you know, think yep. that, that they're, you know, that that they're, their baby's born with incredible disabilities or tests from gods and, like, people mm-hmm. having 30 children because they think that's what blah, blah, blah they're meant to do, you know, yep. like, to the the West Baptist uh the those the, the kind of mm. like the, the guys that protest um the funerals of gay yeah. soldiers whatever they are called you know yeah. you've just got this like delicious spectrum of people that mm. he can bring on and chat to and still need to a he has to keep his faith because he's yeah and he's got to be yeah draw meaning i yeah I, it's great it's great you can you can definitely have a like, lot of fun with that yeah i think there's a lot of it's kind of got endless material in that I mean, like the material is there. The question is like, how how long can this character hold it together? Like the the repetition and well, Thirty Rock is a good case where like Liz I'm, Lemon is mm. just just goes and goes. I mean, it's every episode. It's just basically the same format, and it's just endlessly watchable because she's just endlessly got energy for it, and she never really seems to deeply give up. And maybe that's what you need. You probably need a few more characters in there that. Uh, interesting and likable. It can't just be him holding the full thing together. But yeah, I think you're right. Like as long as he just always keeps the faith. And okay, maybe off stage, off off air, he's like, I'm so like I'm sick of these nuts. But then he has to tie it together and still because he can't alienate anyone. Like he's got to hold all these religious people together. Yeah, I think like yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think you've got yeah. I think Thirty Rock is a good. Uh, example to point through, you know, especially, you know, if you were to walk into the pitch room with this, you'd be like, look, it's like 30 rock, but it's a Christian network. Yeah. And it's like, great. Yeah. You know, like just dealing with all the, there's so much more to tiptoe around, you know, like one of the 30 things that 30 rock had was that you could basically, they could get away with anything because they were like doing comedy and, you know, like. Yeah their job was to often come up with things, but then like you've got the opposite here, which is where the spot mm. fires are, <laughs> uh, you know, keeping up appearances of like good <laughs> faith. And true. That, yeah, you're right. Because it's, it's like 30 rock. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love 30 rock, but the frustrating thing about 30 rock for me is, and maybe this is me speaking a little bit as like someone who likes to, put plays on and musical shows and blah 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 and sketches right like we we came up writing sketches for like open mic nights yep and then and 30 rock i mean i know they're like parodying saturday night live and so on but when they do a sketch and it's like last minute and they're like i'll just put it on just put someone on with like a big chicken suit and it'll be like tracy jordan just saying ridiculous things wearing a big chicken and everyone laughs. And I can't like those are the moments where I, I'm like that's not how it works. No one would laugh at that. And I know that I the jokes on me for like getting frustrated and stressed about it. And in part because I can relate to being like 20 minutes before you go on stage. We've got nothing. Do we just staple a bunch of meat on <laughs> someone who's naked <laughs> and sing is- a song about mums? <laughs> Maybe. 
And we so did I get do it. that, and it was good. <laughs> and we did. It was the best thing we've ever done. Turns out, just throw a bunch of meat into the audience. But the fr- yeah. So I mean, I love Thirty Rock. Frustrating thing: the last minute, like let's just throw a sketch together and see what sticks. Um, always stresses me out and is my least favorite part. Least, my least favorite, like repetitive joke of the show. So in some ways, like I prefer the flip side, which is this, which is like the crap happens backstage. Um, I kind of like 30 Rock I mean it's also a mess backstage But whatever goes on has to be perfectly, pristinely Like it has to be the opposite He has to actually pull out of his ass A perfectly polished piece of like sermon making Which is kind of like a priest's secret power right Like a priest seems to be able to pull a sermon out of nothing And have it be just perfect Um, So that kind of appeals to me more than the 30 Rock thing Yeah and and I think also like you know, like a, when opposed to sketch comedy, which is planned and is rehearsed mm. and relies on costumes, a talk show relies on just good interviewing skills, right? Like good, the ability to ask the right questions and, and, and kind yeah. of, you know, have and anecdotes and so about that person to like be able to be asking the question to make them tell a story and then, mm. yeah, and adapt and steer it in the right way. So I think like in that stead, yeah, you will... You'll miss if, uh, yeah, yeah, if, if, yeah, you'll be able to, mm. I guess in terms of 30 Rock, you never saw the episodes, really. No. There's very you few see, like, times where, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like it's always like uh, everything's hectic around yep. and then you kind of get a side shot of Liz Lemon seeing the stage and the cameras and it's like, well, we pulled it off and you never like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never really yeah. see much of it. Whereas this, I feel like a lot of it will be the actual live television of him chatting to yeah. the Dalai Lama and noticing yeah. uh, a big stain <laughs> yeah. on his orange robes. Yeah. And just to like really drive home, I guess, the engine of this thing, I f- I'm glad we've kind of coincided on, on the stain while he's talking. Because I feel like a lot the engine will be the irony like the cruel irony or the whatever you want, dramatic irony, I guess, of him knowing something terrible about the guest, <laughs> the guest knowing that he knows, but him not wanting the audience to know that either of them know this terrible thing. Yeah. And him still having to like dance his way around the interview, kind of wanting to maybe ask about it and using like kind of double language. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Is try, you know, is trying to get to like some. He wants to know why the Dalai Lama would let someone he's never met, like, go down on him before he goes on stage. And so he's asking questions like, you know, when, you, <laughs> when you're going down, you know, to meet, meet your disciples in, in Tibet, to, why would you choose, like, you know, he's, he's trying What's to phrase your the, decision process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. This is a shitty example, of course, but... Yeah. That, you know, that you'd put more thought into it than I have right now, of course. You'd, you'd actually write the episode. You know, like a writer. You'd have a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's up like to a writer. But these are the kind of broad brush strokes, people. So, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah I, I... You get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I dig it, I dig it. And then, like, the opposite, like, the toast thing, which is the, the thing that you example. Like, <laughs> it's found this lady because they just need someone. And they're like, yeah, bring her in, bring her in. And... Whoever they're like is like too icy and has gone out and like collected this woman. It's been really difficult to get her and a piece yeah. of bread back to the fucking studio. It's been a whole the whole episode. It's like, and then he fucking toasts this thing and they yeah. bring it out. And he's got to like also 
Like, yeah, <laughs> and maybe maybe he uses his like faith as a weapon, and he's like, mm, interesting, like you know, diverts blame. Okay, for, for yeah, so it's a bit more of a like, Michael Bluth defensive. A thing. miracle has occurred, and it has changed. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like, well, did you need a piece of bread to believe in Christ. None of us need bread. We should all find the bread inside of us and each morning and evening toast it over the small flame of faith and charity. Of love. Of love. The small... Of love. The small heating element of love. Of love. And Christ. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, yeah, you, this is... Um, you've got... you got, like, with the... Reference the precedent of 30 Rock and the source material of any religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as long as you have, yeah, a strong charismatic core, and maybe you take a leaf out of, um, uh, you take a leaf out of, out of the 30 Rock playbook and just Mm -hmm. be like, okay, you can have a cast of whoever, you got your main guy, you got your blah, blah, maybe just throw in a star just Mm. to like get the ball rolling with this pitch. Just be like, yeah, yeah. And also, like this person is heavily featuring in in each episode, you know, he's like he's the like the band, the live band conductor, or like yep. some yep. two I see like that. the the Andy oh, like edit in the name I'm trying to think of Conan's Andy Richter, like the yep. the sort of yeah um, person or something like that, yeah. yeah, or like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so maybe we just attach a star to it. Mm. Um, yeah, who? But someone with like good religious. Um, again, I'm still not really sure if it's for religious people. This show, I kind of like the idea that religious people can watch it and maybe just not get all of it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think. I think as soon as they see a <laughs> cum stain on the Dalai Lama's robes, they no, but okay, but then you have a third layer. Okay, so this sh- this show has three layers. First layer is the audience within the show. They know nothing. They're Christians or, you know, Jewish people and Muslims and so on. They're people of all faith and they watch the show and they love it and they think it's about faith and religion. Good. Then there's the religious people in the real world that watch it and it's never made clear that the stain has come. It could be (laughs) when the Dalai Lama is pouring himself some milk into the coffee and he spills a little bit. So they think, ah, they read into that that the stain is milk and then <laughs> there's all the other people oh boy you're that, doing all <laughs> that when asked about a- <laughs> when they asked they put on a set of 3d glasses now religious people will put on <laughs> blue glasses and they'll only be able to see milk <laughs> everyone else will be able to see jism with their red glasses <laughs> red glasses right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh, the religious people will see someone doing up the Dalai Lama's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah. Someone- <laughs> and the blue people will see uh, someone choking down on the Dalai Lama's big, yeah. old, big, big old, old donkey schlong. Mm. His big, big old, old, big old mortadella. <laughs> mortadella. Big old His luncheon big old donkey ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay yeah uh, so so you want this so based on just to just to go back to to where we Hugh Jackman that so yeah okay great <laughs> correct he's got he could be he could do both he can skew both yeah good he sure can he sure can he sure can 
Um, great. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous show. I'm, I'm going to give it at least four seasons. Yeah. I, I think I give it four seasons as well. And, and sorry, just canon. I don't think it should be Hugh Jackman. We've already used Hugh Jackman, I think, much, much. No, no, yeah, yeah. To go back, yeah, we shouldn't use Hugh Jackman. And also, um, yeah, because he's busy on working one of these other TV shows we've pitched. Yeah, exactly. uh, He's too busy filming that. Um, And I I feel like you want, like, yeah, like like a Tracy Jordan is, I mean, I didn't know who he was until 30 Rock. I assume mm-hmm. he was kind of a bigger deal in America at the time as this kind of outrageous guy. Yeah. You know, or like when you have always Sonny, you know, you're like Danny DeVito. It's like, mm. what is he doing here? Yeah. Like, I think it needs to be like a, what is this person doing on this fucking all Christian show? Like yes. someone like, like Russell Crowe. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was also did, thinking Russell Crowe. Yeah. Just like, how did this guy... Why is this guy here? Like yeah. the, the Hollywood actor? Like in, like Russell Crowe playing kind of a gruff Russell Crowe and he's yeah. like and Russell Crowe has done some random religious like, What about a what about a Mel Gibson? What did we get him back in? Just, as I was setting random religious, I was like, fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah. Have we already done a Mel Gibson? Oh, have we used him before? Yeah, Maybe. Mel Gibson. This might be just the thing to kind of like you know, like if he can, if you can throw him and ask him to be ironic, you know, he's mm. like an extremely religious guy, like yep. who has, who's, you know, whose reputation has fucking been thrown into. Let's get Mel Gibson and just like, look, ironically play this yeah. extremely religious <laughs> nut who like says fucking random and scary stuff. Do it. Like make take the Mickey out of yourself, and yeah. I reckon you'll you'll win back we'll have some a audience. Resurgence, yeah, I think that would be yeah, huge. For, yeah, it'd be massive. Mel Gibson, that's yeah, that's a great call. Fuck, that's a great call. <laughs> Mel Gibson, on it. <laughs> I want to see him in being this, his ironic self. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like, what do you think, Mel? I think we need to wash the <laughs> wash clean the sin of this yeah. world. Thanks, uh, Mel. Thanks, Mel. Okay. Uh, like you know, the, the producers like we're gonna bring Mel Gibson in. It's like. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> it's like it's, he signed on. He's doing it. Yeah, that's great. Okay, great. We're done here. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all we got time for. Then, thank you for joining us uh, on this journey. If you uh, have an idea, please send us an email at steamy potential podcast at, at gmail.com gmail. no just, oh, just steamy, steamy. Yeah, just yeah, steamy, yeah. steamy potential I, uh, it's hard to remember that steamy potential at gmail.com or um, uh, yeah tell a friend give us a share give us a like give us a follow check out all the other podcasts there's plenty more episodes just like just as high quality as this one mm. we are a religion like and uh, we'll religions. see you next time we have uniforms Bye. rules and conditions Bye. with teachings that can save you and show you the light the only difference is we happen to be right We're like a wine, you keep a secret in the cellar Then having a party with your gals and fellas See, look what I got, a try one drop It won't stop, and you might find The wine is divine <laughs>